Disney Roulette is a movie review podcast in which we discuss, in detail, the movies available on Disney's streaming service. In internet speak, that means, spoiler alert, you've been warned. Also, while Disney films are safe for the whole family to enjoy together, this show is not. Listener discretion is advised. All that said, let's do this shit. everyone, and welcome to Disney Plus Roulette, a magical movie review podcast. I'm your host, Kate. And I'm mildly disgusted, Bob. Yeah, we just finished watching The Incredible Dr. Pole. There's a lot of amniotic fluid and poop. Lots of cow vagina. Yeah, lots of cow vagina. But other than that, we finished Falcon and Winter Soldier, and that was really good. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Disney's taking big swings. I don't have anything else exciting. I I would love to talk about it, but uh, it's spoilerific, so. Yeah. We actually have a new sponsor this week. What? Yep. This week's episode is sponsored by listener Corinne. Thank you, Corinne, so much for your donation. We really appreciate it. Yeah, that, that, that's right in our heart. Hit us right in the feels. Right in the feels. So we're going to do things a little bit different this week. We are recording as of the 27th. I'm going to be in charge. That's the the new thing. I'm going to be the the straight man and give you all the facts and everything. And then Kate is going to come in with all the color commentary and be the one who's kind of off the wall. No? I'm assuming y'all didn't believe any of that, right? Oh, that's not the announcement? No. The announcement is that... This is going to be a really big episode because we're covering two things and there is news this week and I can't edit that in two days. So I think what we're going to end up doing is... Bonus episode! Yes. Rather than making you guys wait two full weeks for Finding Dory, kind of like we did with Rescuers Down Under, I'm going to drop the news segment and... You're getting that right now? The Incredible Dr. Pole. Yep, that's what you're getting right now this week and I will finish editing the Dory stuff over the next few days, and you should get that within the next week. Hopefully just a few days later, but I just do not literally have enough hours in the day to make editing this episode happen if it's going to be the full hour and a half long episode. So, if you got nothing else, shall we do some news? Hit me with it. Disney and Sony have struck a deal. I apologize, this crosses a little bit into your uh, Marvel Minute territory, but Spider-Man movies are coming to Disney+. Plus. Disney will also stream Sony movies released between 2022 and 2026. Those are probably going to air through Hulu, not through Disney+. Plus. But there is excitement because Sony owns the rights to Jumanji and also the Hotel Transylvania franchise. So people are excited to see those pop up on Disney+. Plus. Yes. The only other thing I have is a trailer was released for the Pixar short 22 vs. Earth, 
It stars the character 22 from Soul, who is again voiced by Tina Fey. We still haven't seen that. We gotta see that. <laughs> we are falling behind. Well, that's because we're too busy watching the incredible Dr. Pole. Jingle Poles. You know, that's some quality time that I will never get back. <laughs> this short takes place before the events of Soul, and it drops on April 30th. And uh, that's all I got for that, so... We have a lot to cover in this episode, so let's go right into the incredible Dr. Pole, Jingle Poles. I don't have a drink for this one. I'm saving the drink for Finding Dory, and I don't have any trivia. It's a show that's on National Geographic about a large animal vet, and this is a Christmas special, which we discovered was a Christmas special and clip show and sneak peek of the next season. Yeah. Just edit, edit, cut, cut, cut constantly throughout the whole show. So we meet Dr. Pole. He and his son Charles are going out to find the perfect Christmas tree like you do. And Bob very accurately pointed out that the son looks somewhat reminiscent of Justin McElroy. <laughs> Does a little bit. Not the swagger and the charm of Justin McElroy, though, nope. I must say. No, nope. everything but that, honestly. Yeah, this guy, God bless him, he's trying, but Dudesy is for sure reading off a teleprompter, and it is so awkwardly obvious. And he's the main announcer for the show, so, like, he's the narrator. He's the thing that kind of ties this whole thing together. Yeah, that's probably not the best directing choice. Yeah. So the first thing we see is they caught a bat, and it bit him, I guess? Dr. Pole? What I took from it was he came down early one morning, hadn't had his coffee, went to go get his coffee, and there was a bat, like, what he saw was a greasy banana peel on the back of the stove. So he picked up the thing to throw it away, and it bit him. Ah, uh, I see. So, number one, you just leave greasy banana peels around your house normally? Apparently. And you as a vet, I mean, I go, this guy's getting pretty old, but you as a vet didn't recognize that there's a bat on your stove? Listen, you are fucking blind until you get your contacts in in the morning, so... Yeah, I... I don't think there should be any judgment coming from you. <laughs> I'm also not a veterinarian. I don't know. Again, I will joke on this show, I will make fun of this show, and the production quality is whatever it is. It's an educational show about a vet, and, and there are some quality things about it. But it's a vet in Michigan, and they're talking about large farm animals, so we're going to see lots of cow vaginas. Yeah. So we cut to a bunch of different things. We go straight from the bat to a clip of them castrating an alpaca, them talking about it snowing a lot, and there being like a tornado warning, and they all had to evacuate to the basement. And they straight up left a dog that was sedated. <laughs> They're just yeah. like, set him on the floor, and they're like, all right, we're gonna go hide out from this tornado <laughs> and hope the dog doesn't wake up. He's too big to carry down there as they literally take him off the table and put him on the floor. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, he, you clearly carried him that far. You couldn't just throw him over your shoulder, number one. Number two, if I was his owner watching this show saying, hey, a tornado landed 20 miles from our vet office and we were all scared for us, but, you know, funk your dog, <laughs> I'd be a little upset. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I would be too. And, like, rationally, I get it, but irrationally, I'd be pissed. So then Charles asks Dr. Pole 
what the biggest animal of the year was. And now we've started the, the clip show. We're just going to reflect on the past year. And it was a 2,000-pound horse that had food stuck in its esophagus. They got it out by shoving a tube up his nose while he was fully awake, not even remotely sedated. No. And down his throat and then t attached, uh, what's it called, a billow? The things that they would use to, like, pump oxygen into a fire, pretty much. A turkey baster with a plunger on it. It was Yeah, I mean, it was essentially a giant syringe, but it acted yeah. like a billow. Like, they just pumped a fuck ton of air in there. That had to feel comfortable. Yeah, and shoved the food down his esophagus and then ripped that long-ass tube out. And it was not exaggerating, at least probably six feet of tube. <laughs> the length of it, to me, wasn't the issue. It was the thickness. It was over an inch thick. Yeah, it was not a small tube. It was very large. It was uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. Impressive, but uncomfortable. Whew. That all in itself was impressive. I think the most impressive thing was that he was just one-handing that 2,000-pound draft horse and just looking at it in the face going, hold. Yeah. Hold. And I'm like, he doesn't know what the hell you're saying. He's just getting a thing shoved down his nose. And trust me, I've had similar done, not with that size of a tube, but your normal, like, we're going to go in and check, because I had a piece of cauliflower, I think it was, down my windpipe. And so they went in and checked, and they were like, it'll go away eventually. That little tube was uncomfortable. So I can't even imagine an inch to inch and a half thick tube going up my nose. Ugh. Yeah. So then we get our first sneak peek of next season. Here's the sneak peek. Charles doesn't like horses. He rides one. We saw it happen. You don't need to watch next season. He did it. He wrote it. And then we get a montage of everybody playing hard and they're shooting guns and bowling and somebody's doing roller derby. And then we get another sneak peek and they go to the Highland games, apparently. Everybody get excited. Yay. Yes, Charles is going to throw the hammer. Yep. And now we're bringing the Christmas tree to the house. We're just bebopping all over the place. We get a montage of Charles taking verbal and physical abuse from Dr. Pohl, a.k.a. his father. They also threw the tree on the mom. Yeah, they really did. Like, on purpose. Yeah. I kind of felt bad for Charles. Dr. Pohl is kind of giving off those I'm gonna rag on my son to toughen him up kind of vibes, and I fucking hate that so much. Old school German guy. Dutch? Dutch? Them's my people, so watch yourself. Okay. Okay. But yes, very old school. Then Charles says that his favorite part of the year is delivering babies, and then we get the best montage, which is just a montage of babies. There's also a lot of cow vaginas, but... <laughs> Also, a lot of calves and goats and puppies. puppies. That was really the only thing that made this show watchable. Next, we go to a giant cow that is pregnant with twins. And apparently, it's very rare for both calves to survive in a twin situation. And I knew that, like, the farmers would help the cows have the calves. They would grab the calves' legs and pull. They fucking tied chains to those bitches and ratchet that and ratcheted them out oh god it's like making my vagina clench just thinking about it literally when they pulled the first one out the farmer who was helping actually it was the neighbor of the farmer who was helping charles pull went flying there was so much pressure when that cow came out he flew back about five feet yeah. when he launched 
birthing cows by ejection. My next note is the manhandling. I know that's how it goes, but damn. Yeah. Just coming from a positive reinforcement-based animal care situation to just, like, wrestle them and make it happen. And I know that's farm life, and the majority of the time, that's kind of what you're stuck with doing, but, ugh, it's hard for me to watch sometimes. And now we're gonna watch two white guys fumble with Christmas lights for three solid minutes, because that's what we're here for. And we also talk about the fact that he wants to go just buy new ones, and Dad won't let that happen, not if they work. Nope. So we're gonna watch them detangle lights for a while. But then it's another sneak peek! Oh joy, it's a dog that's been hit by a three-wheel motorcycle! Those are called trikes. Listen, if I say a trike, everybody's gonna think like a little kid tricycle. I'm just saying. It's a big-ass motorcycle, the dog gets hit by it, and they don't tell whether or not the dog makes it. And I get that that's the point they want you to tune in for next season, but I don't want you to fucking show me a dog with internal bleeding and then not tell me whether or not it survives if it's a real-ass dog. And there was some real tears going on, and I, I'm not hopeful for this one. It made me mad. Don't show me that. I don't want to see that. And that's where John Wick shows up. <laughs> And then we get more footage of him giving his son a hard time. That's just an ongoing theme throughout the whole show. And then we get a poop and fart montage. Yep. A full montage of poops and farts. It was as long as Sam's training montage. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> and the next one, I'm not going to lie, this one's kind of cool because I like these weird freak health things. I think they're kind of fascinating. But it was a dachshund that just had a giant fatty tumor on its chest and like it's sad but they got rid of it so like it's okay and it was just a fatty tumor they were laughing because it literally looked like a breast implant it was yeah huge on this tiny little dachshund yeah it's about a c cup <laughs> but they got it off so it's okay and then we see a calf that's got some really jacked up skin these are all kind of like quick little this happened this year this happened this happened so we don't get the story but the way Dr. Pohl was talking to the people, I got the impression it was kind of a negligence case. He was kind of lecturing them. Somebody said something about, it's got a lot of work to be a healthy cow. And he was like, this calf is not going to be a cow. And said yeah. it very pointedly at the people. And that also made me really sad. And then cut away. Right. We don't know. We don't know if they were able to help the cow. But yeah, it was some kind of skin condition. My guess is that it was living in squalor and right, like a got mange. some skin infection. Yeah. The next thing we get to see is a pig who got his butt partially eaten by other pigs. Cannibal pig! Whew. I knew that you could cut up a human body and feed it to pigs, but I didn't know they just, like, take a bite out of each other. Whoa. Yep, apparently chickens do that too. Yeah, I do think I've heard of that about chickens before. And then we get a quick shot of two poor dogs with faces full of quills who got into a losing fight with a porcupine. It was really sad, but also almost comical how many quills were in their face. Like, it looked like something out of a cartoon. Poor guys. And Dr. Pohl said that, number one, this wasn't the first time that these dogs have fought a porcupine. They've done this before and didn't learn. Yeah. And the second thing he says is, yeah, this dog is all muscle and no brains. <laughs> the next one we see, this must have also been a sneak peek because we don't get a resolution for this one either. But it's a dog that they say at the beginning of the little mini segment said, this dog ate a controlled substance, quote unquote. 
and is lethargic and floppy limbed and the other vet is going through and doing a bunch of tests and she can't really figure out what it is exactly the dog ate. And they're like, come check out next season to find out what he ate. And like you told us, it was a controlled, controlled substance. substance. Like he got into some fucking pot. Like we got it. Pot or muscle tranquilizer or something. Yeah. So hopefully that dog's okay. Again, no resolution. Well, you got to check out next season. Now, this was in 2012, apparently, that this aired. Oh, God, I so, didn't even that. Yeah, because then they did the farming montage. He was like, oh, this year was the hottest summer, and 2012 was a really hot summer here in oh, Michigan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. This next thing is wild and awesome, and I think I audibly cast. I, like, threw my hands over my mouth and was like, oh, my God. So there was a cow that was having trouble giving birth, more cow vagina. More cow vagina. I think they said the cow had been in labor for almost a half hour. And basically, like, after a half hour, they're not going to come out and the calf is probably not going to make it. So they finally managed to... What's the word you used earlier? Literally winching this thing out of her yeah. vagina. They managed to winch the thing out and it wasn't breathing at first. So they dumped cold water on it, which, like, shocks the system and makes them gasp for air, which is cool. And then they could hear that there was mucus still in its airways. So they pick up this cow from the back legs, this little calf, and just start swinging that fucker back and forth. <laughs> they have these little like blip pop-ups, pop-up video kind of things that come up occasionally in the corner. And it said, this technique is called old school. <laughs> and they just fucking swung this calf back and forth and gravity and this like the centrifugal force did it and got the mucus out. It was fucking awesome. It was seriously like what you do with kids when you're, like, walking down a fair road. Each person grabs a hand and swings it back and forth. We're just literally birthed this cow, and now we're just gonna, we're just gonna do a swing. We're just gonna swing it back and forth. Yep. And they saved it. The cow made it. Good job, cow. Good job, Dr. Pole. Babies are more resilient than we give them credit for. Bob, guess what? What? It's another sneak peek. Now we see a very, very pregnant dog. Hold on, hold on. This, one of my favorite names in the entire thing. It was a bulldog named Wrinkles. Yes, it was. And Wrinkles was about to fucking explode with puppies and started having black discharge from her vagina, which normally means that there's dead puppies in there. So I was like, oh my God, so help me. If they're about to show me dead puppies, I will rage quit this shit so fast. I will flip this table. I was ready to lose my shit. But they give her an immediate C-section and all of the puppies survived. <sighs> I was gonna be really mad if I had to look at a dead puppy. I don't know if all the puppies survived. All the puppies that they showed us survived well there were a fuck ton of puppies there were a fuck ton the of ones puppies. they showed us were alive so i don't know why you would imply that any didn't survive bob i'm gonna need you to shut your fucking mouth i mean they all specific... of the puppies survived bob yes they did I, thank you uh, thank you okay all the puppies survived that's thank that's you. what we're going with and there's another sneak peek there's gonna be a new vet next season She's young, fresh out of vet school, maybe, kind of, I don't know. She seems cool. New vet next season. Hooray. Yep. Then we are back to decorating the tree. There's a lot of time watching them decorating the tree. And then they interview Diane Jr., who tells her story and 
her mom was best friends with Dr. Pohl's wife, Diane. Her mom passed away, and Diane took her in as a foster. They ended up adopting her, which is great and lovely. But did they change her name? I... My hope is that her mom, who loved her dear best friend, named her daughter Diane after her best friend? There was a lot with this entire family dynamic. Look, I I don't know them. I don't know anything about this show outside of what we watch. They seemed perfectly nice, but they were weird. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a weirdness to this family dynamic. Like, number one, old school Dutch dad who's got that masculinity, I'm going to toughen up my son thing. So we already covered that. We got the son who, you know, not super athletic kind of guy, kind of dorky in, in his way and you know nothing wrong with any of that and then throughout the rest of the show we were shown images of the rest of the family the mother and i assume daughter they didn't really go into it at first and then they talked about how this relationship kind of worked out with all of them and apparently there's another sibling who's not on the show at all that was in the picture as well but at one point mother wife diane weirdly referred to Charles and Dr. Pole. We were thought she was just the secretary, so maybe that's what she calls him at work. But they were at home and she was still calling him Dr. Pole. Like, there's a weird family dynamic going on here. My guess is that they just were not ready for camera life. They right. just are strange in front of the camera because they don't really know how to ha handle that. Yeah. So, yeah, Diane Jr., Hey, I'm glad she got adopted and they took her in. That's beautiful and wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. They're wonderful, great people. And everybody in the town loves Dr. Pohl and all what he does for the community and everything else. And like, I, I'm not ragging on them as people in any way, shape or form. Yeah, they seem fine. His picking on his son bugged me, but otherwise he seemed like a cool dude. I love anybody who loves animals and wants to take care of them. Yeah. So thumbs up to you, buddy. Okay, Bob, on a scale of one to five cow vaginas... Ah. What are you going to give the incredible Dr. Pole? Jingle poles. Um, not only do I hate a clip show, I hate a Christmas episode. They always suck. They're always worse than the regular show. Why do we do them? Why why do we even try? Uh, I like Christmas. I don't like Christmas episodes. So I'm going to give it one cow vagina. I'm also going to give it one cow vagina, but I do have to counter your hatred of Christmas episodes with a very supernatural Christmas, which is beautiful and wonderful. It was fabulous. It, it's the exception to the rule. Okay. As long as you acknowledge that that one's good. <laughs>